everybody to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts, one of the cult leaders, one of your daddies, Jordan Garcia. And with me, I have... Calm down, Pedro Pascal, Pasquale, <laughs> whatever. I, I'm trying to get called that on the internet, all right? I just, I, I, that's the new thing to be a daddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not calling you that. Well, what uh, do they call you? Armando Arvizu here, Daddy Extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, All right. Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Armando Arvizu here. Uh, but Jordan, besides all the daddy crap, what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? So what we like to do is we like to talk about a film that is in the Criterion Collection, and then one of us brings a film that we believes that we believe belongs in the Criterion Collection. Uh, and today's my episode. Oh, and is it? Uh, yeah, it is my episode. And uh, again, like it's about daddy issues. That's what these. That's what this episode is about. I'm bringing two films <laughs> about dads, uh, and about families, about a lot of things, but mostly yeah. dads. Uh, first up, we have the Wes Anderson classic, The Royal Tenenbaums. We're finally starting to dip into stuff like this. Uh, we've been we haven't really done it too much. Just Rushmore. That's the only thing we've done so far. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did we do Ball Rocket? No. I think we did. Did we? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we haven't, but I don't know. But So we're doing the Royal Tenenbaums, and then later I'm going to be bringing Yorgos Lanthimos Dogtooth. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, but right oh, now... We already got into that earlier. But right now we're talking about the Royal Tenenbaums. Please don't trust your Dogtooth again. The, the Criterion Collection, spine number 157, for all you spine heads out there. Spine um, necks, you know. Keep track. Keep track yeah. of the spines. You know, it's a it's a fun thing. Uh, and we're gonna read the synopsis from Letterbox because uh, again, that's our that's that's our homies. We don't know them personally, but you know, they're kind of like those those people that they wink at us in the hallway, and we feel like that they, they know us, and they they, they should give us free stuff. Yeah. Two thousand one, The Royal Tenenbaums, directed by Wes Anderson. This is from Letterbox. Family isn't a word; it's a sentence. Oof. It's a what? It's a sentence. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Royal Tenenbaum and his wife. Yikes. Uh, I'm canceling this episode. <laughs> Royal. How do, Royal like, how do you like that sentence? <laughs> Royal Tenenbaum and his wife, Ethelene, had three children, and then they separated. All three children are extraordinary, all geniuses. Virtually all memory of the brilliance of the young Tenenbaums was subsequently, subsequently erased by two decades of betrayal, failure, and disaster. Most of this was generally considered to be their father's fault. The Royal Tenenbaums is a story of the family's sudden, unexpected reunion one recent winter. Wow, that's that's a horrible, right? That's a horrible synopsis for this I'm movie. I'm going to tell you, uh, Alec Baldwin did it better. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> like there was like a ton of like they try to like add things from that. Like, yeah, the, his like you know his uh, narration. Yes, yeah. and uh, yeah, well that was bad. Yeah, uh, letterbox. Awful. Come on, I'm actually kind of glad you're not sponsoring us <laughs> with shit like this. Jesus. Yeah. All right, so who's in this? You're wondering. Well, the great Gene Hackman as Royal Tenenbaum, the great Angelica Houston as Ethelene Tenenbaum, eh, the sort of okay Ben Stiller as Chaz Tenenbaum. <laughs> The sort of lost your mind, Gwyneth Paltrow as Margot Tenenbaum. You have 
actually, you know, I'll say the great Luke Wilson as Richie Tenenbaum, the great Owen Wilson as Eli Cash, yeah. the great but extremely problematic Bill Murray as Raleigh St. Clair, <laughs> uh, and the great Danny Glover as Henry Sherman. You have the late great Seymour Castle as Dusty, uh, Kumar Palana as Pagoda, and then Alec Baldwin as the narrator. Um, but I do want to just give a shout out, obviously, to um, Wes Anderson is a writer, but Owen Wilson also. This is with Rushmore as well, but this is one of the ones that he wrote. This is their last. This is their last screenplay they did together. Yeah, this is the last screenplay that they did together. And it's, it's funny because he kind of talks about that because uh, obviously at this time when this um, when uh, Royal Ten Bombs came out, uh, Owen Wilson's kind of a movie star. You know? Yeah, he was going behind enemy lines. Yeah, he was Shanghai doing, Noon. Yeah, he was doing all kinds of stuff. Shanghai yeah. Nights. He was also in stuff with like Ben Stiller, which yeah, is for Cable Guy. Which yeah, yeah, and then also like even the com like the old school comedies and those things were like I mean Ben Stiller's not in all those, but it's yeah. kind of like part of that like world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which uh, Zoolander, kind of, right? Yeah. Oh, Zoolander. Yeah, yeah exactly. Forgot about that yeah. one. Yeah. And then also shout out to Robert David Yeoman. Robert David Yeoman, who is literally his cinematographer, basically on everything. Oh, okay. Uh, nice. From Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, Life Aquatic, Darjeeling Limited, Moonrise Kingdom, French Dispatch, Grand Budapest. But he's also... I didn't know that. ...the cinematographer for Squid and the Whale. He's oh, also okay. the cinematographer for Yes Man. And he's also the cinematographer for Dogma. Oh, I mean, Yes Man looks amazing. No, I, I will say that. I mean, these things... I'm not saying these things because of... But he's also the cinematographer for Permanent Midnight, which is a Ben Stiller connection. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then also, he is the cinematographer for The Wizard. Oh, really? The, so that's pretty cool. The Fred Savage yeah. vehicle? Yeah, yeah. So that's actually pretty cool. I, I just wanted to mention that because, again... Yeah, uh, I didn't know. know that he had, he had the same cinematographer for all, the, all his films. You know, I didn't either because I think, you know, it, it's kind of, it kind of sucks, right? Because we're so just used to the style being his. Yeah. We, we're not really looking at the cinematographer. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, to me, I'm like, that's Wes Anderson. Like, because you're seeing the costumes, you're seeing all that. Even mm -hmm. though there obviously is costume designers and set designers who are doing that. Yeah, bring, it, it like, feels his very stuff, much his vision to life. Yes. You know? It's kind of the same thing, I feel like, uh, with, uh, uh, with like, um, I'll say like uh, Martin Scorsese. Like I know he has good cinematographers, but for some reason, it always feels like it's him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get what, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. Let's get into it, Mondo. Uh, just classic. Uh, uh, yeah. Right away, I will just say that this is uh, I, I will say the first Criterion collection I ever purchased. Mm. Um, it, it's the first kind of. It's what's the introduction of like the what the Criterion collection was. What, you know what I mean? Like that it was like something that was like taking films that like you really couldn't find all the time and like putting them out there in like cool cases. You know what I mean? Yeah. Royal Tenenbaums yeah. was my first experience with that. Yeah, having like, you know, a different cover art, not just yeah. like the film poster or whatever they made for the VHS right. and stuff like that. And also having like the, the supplements and also like that, that stuff yeah. that I wasn't really like interested in before until this particular DVD, mm. uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, and then again, it's just the artwork, you know, just the everything about it. It's just great, but I don't want to talk about that. You know what I want to talk about? What I want to talk about, daddies. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about Royal Tenenbaum here. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the Royal Tenenbaum and Chaz. He's a daddy too. Actually. Chaz is a daddy. You're right. Yeah. That's true. 
uh, as Henry Sherman is daddy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan- Donald Glover. Uh, Danny Glover, sorry. Um, I will say it's a shame that Danny Glover didn't really appear in more uh, Wes Anderson stuff, but I do kind of like that he's sort of um, – he's working with, like, Jeffrey Wright now. Um, he had him in uh, – uh, was he in Grand Budapest? No. He was in uh, The French Dispatch, and then now he's going to be in Asteroid City. Uh, but I feel like that's like a like. Was he? Oh, I don't. Yeah, sorry. But like, I I just feel like uh like um, Dan, uh Danny Glover was sort of like he has that kind of same like tone. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just really like how he fits into this world. In yeah, terms they both of, have like uh, I guess they have a certain presence about like each guy. Like you know, yes. like yeah, yeah, they bring it something to like a you know obviously a quality or like you know something to the screen right because I, I would say like for instance like i would say like you know I, I think we've talked about this before and the reason i'm bringing this up is because you know edward norton doesn't have uh, uh anything he doesn't bring anything to the wes anderson films he's not bad in them he's fine in them i would say bruce willis doesn't either uh i mean he was only in that one so it wasn't that big of a deal but i would say you know because edward norton's been in like at least two right at this point yeah, Grand Budapest and Moonrise Kingdom. And, and French Dispatch as oh, well. Oh, he was in that too. Yeah, so three. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but but I would say that, like, Danny Glover literally, like, he, he, he brings a presence to it that's, like, it's very much Wes Anderson, his character, but it's mm-hmm. different. And I feel mm-hmm. like Jeffrey Wright does that as well. But yeah. watching this again, I was just, like, sort of like, oh, man, like, it would have been kind of cool to see, like, Danny Glover just kind of continue to work with Wes Anderson. Uh, yeah, because, it would you know, be. We, yeah, because he, yeah, he does really fit like the Wes Anderson world. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you know, because we get Bill Murray a lot, we get you know, we get certain people a lot, and that's mm-hmm. cool. But like, it, it would just would have like helped with that. But in the Royal Tenenbaums, I will say that it like makes sense. Like you know, he's like this distinguished character, and right away again, I'm talking, I'm talking about dads, I'm talking about daddies, and uh, you know, Royal Gene Hackman's character is such like a. Uh, I mean, he's pretty much just a menace. He he's he's he's, he's a he he's basically like a, a ball of chaos that just doesn't yeah. like. He he's pretty he's the much, guy who's gonna smash the other guy's window. Exactly. <laughs> like he's literally like you know he's just sort of like the worst parts of you as a person. Where he it makes just it like, fun. Yes. Like what? How <laughs> nice can, and fun? How can we be fun? Like let's fucking throw yeah. a brick to the next guy's window. Like let's, let's we're go taking get some it out. Firecrackers. We're taking it out. We're chopping it up. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? And it's like what does that even mean? Yeah. It's just like it doesn't matter. Like we're just gonna do some shit. And I feel like that's such like a like a you know because when you're you know obviously being a dad it's like well probably, I mean she, uh, what's uh, Angelica Houston even says that's terrible advice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's also his charm, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, well, it's is like it's his toxic charm. <laughs> that. Yes, exactly. But it, you know, and obviously, as the film goes on, you know, he sort of learns that that's. I don't think he changes like too much, which is really good about the film, I think. But he sort of learns that certain things are not worth kind of like. Being, I think he just yeah understands he just has to appreciate that. Yes, and and he has to like uh, no, but but also the, the the fact that like you know with him like kind of just like one of, one of my favorite things watching this again was when he goes and he's throwing rocks at the window. He's like, oh, who wants to go like grab some cheeseburgers and go to the funeral, yeah. or I mean, go to the gravesite, yeah. and like you know, Chaz just closed the windows on him, close closes the window on him, and so it shows Royal like standing by not his his mom's grave but Chaz's wife's grave and he has the flowers right there it's yeah. Rachel's like grave yeah. 
Yeah. And he's just like kind of standing there, kind of like showing his respect. And he doesn't have to do that because nobody's watching. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a, it's not like a complete oh, really? change. I didn't notice that because at first he talks about, he's like, oh yeah, we got another body there. That's what I mean. Uh-huh. And in that first scene, he's so just like nonchalant, doesn't yeah. care about it. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? But then, but in that, when he, when he's throwing the rocks at, at the window and he's like, oh, let's go to the, you know, gravesite. And they're yeah. like, nah, like it's just a small little cut, but it's like him with the, he puts the flowers down and mm-hmm. it's like the grave is Rachel's grave. And yeah. he's kind of standing there just like giving his respects to it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and nobody's there. Nobody's there to see him do this thing. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of like, and again, it doesn't make him like, doesn't mean he became like this great person, but like, it's sort of like this little small switch in him in this change. Cause right after that, it shows him get off the bus and then give the divorce papers to, to, um, Angelica Houston. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like this switch in him to realize like, Oh, I don't have to be like this selfish, uh, what he would call an asshole. He'd rather mm-hmm. be a son of a bitch. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> which is such a great, I, I feel like that's a great, like way for someone like him to understand what that is right yeah. like yeah look at i don't think you're an asshole you're just sort of a son of a bitch he's like jesus i really appreciate that like you know what i mean because that is like it, is it's that like, does he say that at the end yeah it's when he's talking of, to dan glover yeah and he's like says i've always been known as an asshole right right yeah, he's yeah, all yeah. for as long as i've known for as long as i've been known i've been yeah. the asshole yeah he's all and i would hate for you to like think that of me you know what oh, i mean okay, like yeah, yeah, and he's just like yeah. look i don't think you're an asshole i just think you're a son of a bitch <laughs> and he's like he's like, well that means a lot because yeah. again like yeah that's like to him it's like he he's it's sort of showing you that like he's not completely like just a changed person like you know but he's learned a little he just something tells it like it is yes but he's also learned a little something yeah, yeah right like sure. you know it's not he's not he's not going to be the best person ever anymore mm-hmm. but he's li- learned a little something well, obviously because he's dies right? right but but i'm saying like you know what i mean like he still might be like a, a son of a bitch you know he's always gonna be a son of a bitch. exactly but and that's I, I think that's sort of the best thing about like so what i, what I the reason i'm bringing all this up is because a lot of people will talk about how like wes anderson is just uh a, like a aesthetic over like substance right mm-hmm. like the, there's nothing there but like cool shots they just dress cool it's just like you know it's supposed to yeah. make them look good or whatever but I think like this film, I think shows, and again, we've talked about Rushmore before in a previous episode, which I think also does that. But I think this film shows even more so that like he created that aesthetic. It, it, he didn't like, he wasn't just doing that. He made like hipsters wear stuff like that because of this movie. But also there's a reason for those things. Yeah, like he, there's a reason why those people he's the dress influencer. that way. Yeah, yeah, he's the one who started it. It's yeah. not, he's not doing it to like, be cool yeah like he that's just what he did and that's what's cool you know what i mean and so and then also because again like so many people will just talk about like he just has style over substance Mm -hmm. but if you watch his movies they're all extremely sad they're all very much like about family they're all very much about like well a lot of them have dad like daddy issues you know what i mean yeah, like, uh, well, yeah, what is it? Uh, Life Aquatic. Yes. It's like his Darjean daddy Limited, issue. It's Darjean. his daddy issue run right here. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, even like uh, Grand Budapest is kind of like a weird daddy issue kind of thing. Yeah. You know, him like trying to find a mentor who's like an older mm-hmm. person. It's always like a dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then even, um, I mean, there's not much of that in French Dispatch, but it, it, seemed, it seems like Asteroid but, City is going to kind of have that kind of, mm-hmm. you know. But like I mean, yeah, all his films do like, they don't, yeah, it's weird for people to say that because they obviously don't watch the films because 
you know they all you know they all have characters like they're not just these uh you know like i guess sort of like cartoon characters what they kind of look like right outside because a lot of them wear the same thing or like yeah they're dressed in a certain style but it's all there's it's mostly dialogue all this film like there's no like real action like maybe grand budapest or even life aquatic has a little action but even then yeah it's not like a bunch yeah yeah, it's not very little to but it's it's, all that's all character pieces it's all like it's all small like situational things going like a drama going on in their lives or like turmoil that they're like going through or like just like you know whatever problems they have so yeah and like yeah, exactly. This one really does have it, but which when I was younger, it was kind of it was kind of like more aesthetic than exactly than it exactly. was. F- you know, for me because same here. It, it was just like cool. It to me, I loved it because it was cool and funny. Uh, yes, at the same uh, time of too. Course, you know, but it was just like I was like, oh damn, like that's super cool. Like they had that yeah. intro where they just like name everybody and they're mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and like you could see their costumes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's like cool. And then like even. Richie's costume that he's wearing the Fila button up under like a coat jacket. Mm. Like how you, how did you not want to show up to like some back in the day, some eighties, like bang club in LA, like dressed like that. I mean, you know what With I mean? Some headband. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you'd be the man. Yeah. You would be the man show up to a Rallo Kylie yeah. show like that. You'd be the man. And so, but, but the thing is that he, he didn't uh, make those characters look like that uh for that for just the sake of it just for the coolness of it it's like it obviously yeah, it's, it informs a, the character yeah it's like a uniform of him yeah. he's he's still a child yeah and so he still has to dress they're, the way that well he they're was all as stunted yeah exactly yes and yeah well, like i was telling you earlier i was i was watching one of the like the supplements on the on the blu-ray and it and uh, Wes Anderson is going through the house that they're fil- they're going to be filming, you know, which which is going to be the Tenenbaum's house, obviously, and you know they're painting the walls, they're making it all how they want, you know. Right. Uh-huh. And he's talking about how it's like, like oh, every room is different, and it's like everyone, it's like kind of surreal and stuff. Like, it's like how you imagine things, and he talks about too, like, like a lot of this this film was informed by like you know the books they read as children too, because. It very much had like a lot of the like you know the children's stuff is very like children booky kind of fables and like you know yeah mm-hmm. like they're like they're sleeping over they're like staying overnight in a museum or something right and you know, there's that's just some, like three genius kids who yeah. have like these certain talents like that are very specific and like yeah yeah, yeah one yeah. owns a business like you know it's yeah. like almost Judy Bloomish sort of too like yeah, one owns a sure. business like one's a a tennis player one's a playwright all this yeah, stuff it's like, also very yeah it's also like even kind of like a, a, a um young adult novelist yeah in a way you know yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i was like i never really thought of it that way i mean i it kind of like obviously was like scratching at the surface of it but it's always like it everything is surreal and it's how each character kind of remembers things you know yeah e- even royal like even in the mom like you know like they all remember it, something different and that's exactly and, and that, that's like you know that the story right there that's like right. the guts of it like they all come back to be yes how they remember they, how in they think house. they remember it. yes yeah, all, and, and that house is like yeah. has their memories there yeah and so that's why like and they that's just, when like, they were the most like they like, were at their peak when they were all together in yes. that house. That's when they were like the best yeah. of themselves, at least for what they thought was the best of themselves, yeah. even though they were still at that time not affectionate to each other, not really being truthful with each other. Yeah. So it's not really the best. And they you know find that. And that's what's great. They find yes. that out. And it, 
they realize, you know, they finally realize what's been like, or they're finally ready to face everything. Right. Also. So but they're that. also just, again, that's why like, yeah, that, that's why they all end up back there because it's mm-hmm. like, they don't, they're lost without that. They're yeah. literally lost. Literally. Richie is lost at sea without mm-hmm. being at home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs to be at home and he needs to be with Margot or else he's just lost at sea. Yeah. And like Chaz is literally just like nowhere is safe but home. Yeah. Because like, I know home. I know my room. I know. You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. that. And then Margot is just, again, it's just like a place where like she could just go and just be what what she considers like she because she doesn't want to be a genius she doesn't want to have that weight mm-hmm. on her shoulder she would rather just go into her room and or in like, the restroom or in the restroom <laughs> and like smoke a cigarette yeah. and or like do TV. nothing <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying which is yeah. just like and again like yeah you could just see that as like aesthetic right like you watch yeah. this again like we said as young kids were watching like that's why it's cool it's cool yeah. because she's wearing like a fucking lacrosse like dress all the time yeah and she's got the hair she's got the cigarette and she's got the look and the Ramones are playing yeah, in the background. Rolling puff, Stones. The fur, the faux fur coat or yes, whatever, you know. It's like exactly. So... But when you get older, you realize, for instance, like, okay, like, you know, the scene where she gets off the bus, the, the Nico scene, the, yeah. you know what I mean? The yeah. Velvet Underground Nico scene where she gets off the bus and Richie's Everybody's wet dream. Yes. But like, that literally is like you said, what you were mentioning earlier, that's just like his perception of her, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's not that. Yeah. She's like cheating on Bill Murray. She's like a bad person. Yeah. She's not very, you know, she's not angelic. She like treats Richie like shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there is not, but like his view of her is that like mm-hmm. that slow motion, just like that song playing so that yes, there is an aesthetic there, yeah. but it's also like informing what the character is seeing. Like a lot of people like will think it's like, oh, that's just like a choice of being like, I'm just like some indie guy and I'm just going to yeah. do that. But it really is like letting you see what the character is seeing which is not really what it is. She should just get off that bus and walk to him. And you know what yeah, I'm saying? It like she, it's, 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 it, there, there's like, yeah, her, like, yeah, in her head, it would be a different song. If exactly. there was a song playing, yes. but for it's Richie seeing, you're seeing it through Richie's exactly. eyes. So it's that song. And like, it's romanticizing all that stuff. And yeah, that's a good point too. It like, I feel like, you know, uh, uh, Roy, Royal and Chaz, have a lot of that back and forth, how they remember things. Yes, exactly. You know, and that, yeah, like yeah. they're always fighting about things. And that's why I kind of think like, oh yeah, it's them. Like they, everyone remembers something a certain way or they, they experienced a certain, like, especially like at the beginning when they're like p- playing with BB guns and Chaz right, and Royal right, right. are on the same team. Yes. And like, and, and he and shoots. Yes. Them. And Royal doesn't see that as like a bad thing. Yeah. And Chaz sees that as like, that's a betrayal to me. Yeah. Like since then that informs their relationship yes. and why he's so, but also he uh, also stole money from him and did all this other shit. <laughs> but that really was the yeah. thing where he was like, Oh, I, that's what's personal yeah. to me. Yeah. Like whatever you stole money from me and stuff like that, but you should have been on my side at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, that's like, it's extremely like sad and beautiful and like tragic and like in the ways that again if it was just all aesthetic if it was just that surface it shouldn't be you shouldn't like dude like when when literally i was watching it earlier i was trying not to cry because you know um, uh, paul my roommate was like walking around doing stuff and when chaz says like i've had a rough year like you know what i mean that makes me want to cry like every time i see it because it's just like damn like yeah they all have like everybody there is well, just they, like, well, they have been having rough years. You yeah, know? Like exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, that's like such a, like a 
really emotional like gut punch when it mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's just ben stiller saying that to gene hackman <laughs> as royal tenenbaum yeah. and it shouldn't be that right it shouldn't be such it should just be like oh yeah this is just a cool aesthetic thing but i think there really is no so that's much what of, all those stupid naysayers about exactly. Wes anderson want to keep saying and but that's they what don't. all the stupid people who make the ai what if uh, the ai art of what if Wes anderson did this it's like very surface yeah it doesn't course. capture his heart and his like darkness and depression that he really brings to like stuff mm. you know what i mean like that that is good because it makes it real it makes it that, that it's not surface it's not just oh cool like songs and cool like the way that people parody it it's like you don't really get it yeah like, if it's you easy watch to parody movies, for yeah, sure you yeah know? it's like if you don't, you don't really get it you don't understand mm. like that there's like heart here there's something else besides yeah, there's, just there's layers yes. there's emotion there's like, drama yeah sure there's, there's a couple of whip pans every now and then yeah. but you're just focusing on that yeah. like you're not focusing on like the real stuff in the movie People are just like, oh, like everything's just symmetrical, and there's yeah. just like, you know what I mean? Like it just cameras focus well, on this. Yeah, it's that's like, like people like, with Guardians of the Galaxy two. They don't understand why. Right. It wasn't the first one again, you know. But it's also one of those things where it's just like, oh yeah, like it's like, oh, well, are you gonna say that about Hitchcock and Spielberg? Like you're mad that they have style? No, you're not. Yeah. So why are you mad that Wes Anderson has his own style? And again, he takes from things, obviously. Yeah, for sure. As everyone does, but like you're mad that he like sticks to his guns and knows how to make a world and create I, yeah, a no world. one says that about quentin tarantino exactly like, like no one's upset i'm not that saying that he doesn't have substance but no no, no i know what you mean yeah. that it's that, that it's like what there's like oh what he's just gonna make the same kind of thing yeah. like there's just gonna be violence and stuff it's no one says that yeah everyone just says that about wes anderson but it's like oh yeah like it, as we'll talk about later with yorgos lantimos like they have a style mm-hmm. so that's the way the actors are going to act when they go into yeah. that world so you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. No big yeah. deal. Like, you know, but. But to say that he's just all like style and no like substance and stuff is complete not- nonsense. It's yeah, like, it's madness. Totally. Like you're, you're out of your element. Right. You know? like, and, and so one. OK, so we we're talking about this earlier. One of the things I, I could we should probably wrap this up soon because uh-huh. we could probably talk about Royal Tenenbaums yeah, like we fucking can, forever. We can talk about Daddy Wes Anderson all night. If we, we literally can. <laughs> but I will say that. Uh, so. One of the things we were talking about earlier that I wanted to bring up was the one of the reasons why I also paired this with Dogtooth was not only like the daddy issue stuff, but sort of like the idea of like what we we're talking about in terms of like these movies were like when they had their style, but they didn't have full control of the world itself. Yeah, you know every I mean? small, every little single detail. detail. Whereas like, you know, you watch the Royal Tenenbaums and then you watch the French Dispatch and you're just like, oh, yeah, like he everything in the french dispatch he put his hands on yeah and the royal tenenbaums you can tell he really couldn't he didn't have the power yet he didn't have the budget he didn't, yeah, have, he didn't have all the, the yes. means like so like the, and the, even though when royal tenenbaums came out you felt like no oh, yeah it was completely yes. like yeah it felt like it was his yeah like, yeah, yeah it's just but, but 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 because he's like evolved so much mm-hmm. especially because what is it like the 132 street street y or whatever uh-huh. that the thing that he talks about where where um a world stays and all uh, that stuff yeah. like that doesn't really exist you know in new york that's not a real thing mm-hmm. but i feel like in 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 royal tenenbaums it's just sort of that gate that says it and it's like a building already yeah. if if he had the power i feel like he would have made it like his 
Y Y M C A. Like it would have looked like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it would have had a certain look. Like, yes, uh, you know, like it would have looked like the Grand Budapest, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, but 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 also that's you know that's I'm not saying like it's a bad thing, good thing. I'm just saying. But I still just, like that little bit of uh, you know like still the like rough like the rough the roughness around the edges. Yeah, you know? exactly. It gives yeah. it a different feel still. Like it where it, yes. It doesn't have like, you know, obviously it's complete control. Like even Life Aquatic kind of has a little rough around is a little right. rough around that because edges, it, it's like using miniatures, it's using yeah. like claymation, stop motion and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's going into that territory which he mm-hmm. he really fully embraces now more so. And also too, I I and I guess I never really thought about it, but that last shot when they're like panning, like after the, like the accident mm-hmm. at the wedding, and like you know, like they're going the, from the window like across the uh, the fire engine, and then back to the other window on the other side, like you know, where on the other side of yeah, like uh-huh. the, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, oh shit, that really like it, like how they do that in uh, Life Aquatic when they're going through the ship. Oh like yeah. The submarine, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, has that yeah. whole like, and that is built. That's like a built, like, right. Right. Set yeah. They everything, actually like built that up. Yeah. Yeah. So like, he's like getting more control of right. things and has more of a budget to do things. But yes, I just, I just thought that was like a really cool shot. No, no. Nice. Yeah. That, that, that is true because like, yeah, there he's just like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then with life aquatic, he's like, I'm going to do this. And like, but like how I want to do yeah. it, like how, how to I look, really like, want to do it. Or it's almost like, Right, like I, because if it was up to him, he would have probably, like, literally, if he had the chance again, the Royal Tenenbaums building would have been totally different. Yeah, like if he would have had like you know the Grand Budapest money, if he could that, build it from yeah, scratch, uh-huh. you know. Which I mean, a lot of the well, the guts is at least kind of almost like no everything wants, inside. That's what I mean. Like you know? everything inside, but I feel the outside, like he, yeah. yes, the outside yeah. of stuff. You, I feel yeah. like he couldn't control, so yeah. it's like kind of hard. He can he can obviously do like the gypsy taxis mm-hmm. and things like that. But the aesthetic of everything outside, whether it's like a park or something, yeah. you could tell that like, you know, like we said, or like earlier where, you know, when like uh, where one of the people is just like, hey, bomber, can I get an autograph or a picture? Yeah. When he's coming out of the airport and he takes a picture, that would never, if it happened in a, in a film of his now, that character would be a, like a straight up like Wes Anderson character. Oh, yeah. Talk yeah. the way he talks. He would like, like talk mm-hmm. the way that the characters talk dress like something specific that you would notice you know what i mean it'd be like bob balaban or something you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean it would have this certain like yeah obviously wes anderson because he would have more control of it he would have more he'd be able to do that whereas like there it was just sort of like he didn't really have that but still it's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. i think it's like like you said it's like it feels raw it feels it just i don't know it's just it it just feels again all this stuff is amazing it's it's all good but this Watching this again, it just feels like, oh yeah, this is. There's a reason why this is like one of his best movies, because mm-hmm. not only does it have the aesthetic, not only does it have those, you know, stepping stones to that, but it's just so fucking. I mean, you know, the needle in the hay scene. Yeah. I mean, these are just like great. Like you I know, know when, the, is... when the when it cuts out mm-hmm. and then it goes to the hospital and then it comes back in. Yeah. Like that's just like you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. all the sound, like editing, like. That just the score itself is fucking fantastic. Yeah. What is that? Mark's Mark's Mothersboro, right? Mark Mothersboro. I don't know. I don't know. No. All right. Well, yeah. it's somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, it, just everything about this film is is fantastic. We should do closing uh, last okay. thoughts. You think? Yeah. Or yeah, because again, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to keep going on forever. We can. I mean, we're again, because I can. I could talk about. I literally can. Yeah, because another... the music too is one of those things. Yeah, where, I could do another hour you know, about the. Acting. You're always like aware of music and films, uh, you know. But when I first saw this, like, and yeah, the the Velvet Underground Nico song and Needle in the Hay, 
it, that's where like I was like it like it was one of those things where it just clicked for me like oh that's like amazing that's what she can do with like you know popular songs or and really kind of mean something and bring yeah, some gravitas Mark, to the Mark scene. Mothersbaugh from Devo. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Nice. Yeah. I think it was like the first time he worked with him because he uh-huh. did like, I think he did like other stuff with like uh, okay. Life Aquatic. But yeah, sorry. Nice. Go ahead. Yeah, where it, um, you know, where it really means something. It wasn't just, uh, you know, Huey Lewis in the news. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, like it, or it also like brought weight to like certain things, right? Like Yeah, gravitas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying like the, the like those Rolling Stones songs. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I knew obviously I knew those Elliot Smith songs were like emotional and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then but like, you know, like that Judy is a punk, that Ramon song, mm-hmm. like it just made something like I was just like, oh, yeah, like these things like it, it just like that's how you like put together a soundtrack. Yeah, like you don't just throw. It's in not music. just some cool song, yes. or like in the '90s where they just had like, they just threw all these grunge sh- songs into you right. know, like yeah, oh we yeah. need a we need to sell these bands kind of you know, and so they're just in there. But this like you know this is obviously fucking curated by Wes Anderson and what he likes, and it really you know shows something and it brings something to the yeah. film where I never really. You know, like like you like songs from films, but this one really like you know it just really clicked when I saw it. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I think mean, for a lot of people, because a lot of people fucking talk about. I think a the, lot of people will agree with the you for sure. Velvet Underground song, you know. Yes, the the Nico Velvet yeah. Underground song yeah. is like I mean, I I don't think I would ever have listened to that song if it wasn't for this movie, yeah. and for that time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Unless I was trying to be some indie asshole, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I don't listen to it because I was like, oh yeah, it's like in this movie and it makes sense for that time yeah. and place that it's in there. And look, I'm going to do my last thoughts really quick. I just want to say Richie Tenenbaum is like one of my favorite characters like ever created uh, because it literally shows that like his you need love, help, sir. his love and his compassion and his like and, 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 and all that stuff. It doesn't mean that he's like happy. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Yeah. Like he's still a sad, depressed person, yeah. even though he was the most loving and caring one out of all of them. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. cold. He was just like he, you know, he called uh, royal pops. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he was like, he, he yeah. did things that they wouldn't do. Like he, he literally loved them. He would like tell Chaz, I love you all the I, time. He's like, stop telling me. Yeah. That. Like, you know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I get what you're saying because, you know, Chaz has that animosity and so does Gwyneth Paltrow's character like towards Royal. Right. Like even, uh, you know. Angelica Houston does, but she still has that like loving. Yeah, you know, she, she still feels still, something for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Richie Tenenbaum, uh, Luke Luke, right? Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, best, he it's the has best Luke Wilson has ever been. <laughs> it is kind of yeah, right. Straight, it's the best the Olsen, the Wilson brothers have ever been. Yeah, straight but, up. But yeah, Luke, he doesn't have that. Yeah, he doesn't have that animosity towards him. What she, you know, he and he should, and he can, he certainly can have Absolutely. that anim- yes. animosity. Like he's like, what happened out there? Like you know, like he was like he didn't even, like he didn't even realize what his son was going through. Yeah, and he at didn't that care. moment, and yeah. He, but he was just saying like you know, I had a lot of money right on that game. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like what yes. kind of like debt? Like you know, exactly. that's so like yeah, and and like and and Richie doesn't care. Yeah, he's it's not like, about he, that. He he literally tells him. He's like, I get it. You like, you're not good with failure. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you're not good with like disappointment. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Yeah. He's like, literally just being like, I just love all of you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you all like this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but at the same time, like, because I think like all of them are like that, that's what gets him depressed. Yeah. That's what gets him to be like, fuck, like what? 
if no one's going to show me love, like mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? Like I'm done. Like, yeah. you know, especially because he loves Margot and obviously, you know, he and, finds yeah. out what's going on yeah. with that. But I think it is more so like everything. Yeah. Like literally, I, f- I feel like he is his mom, right? Like his mom wants to be like that as well. Yeah. Like I, she well, wants he gets to- that from his mom. Exactly. You know? yeah. And so everyone else is just like so cold and so just like, but his like, I don't know, even as like a little kid, you know, he's always like just like smiling in this like dorky way. And they're always just like yeah. all mad. And doing like, everyone stuff. Yeah, everyone like, else yeah. is just so, even when they show what they do, those little, like their little hobbies. Yeah. Everything he's doing, he's just having fun. Mm-hmm. Like Chaz and Margo, they're like so serious writing a play or fucking writing a business or doing yeah. this shit. He's just like playing drums. He's like painting. You yeah. know what I mean? He's just yeah, like, lining up his little cars. Yeah, and stuff, exactly. You know? Like it's such a beautiful character, yeah. and and Luke Wilson plays it like it's like so. It's like really good. It just has like this. It's just like got like more emotional depth to it than just a Fila shirt and a blazer. Yeah, which yeah a lot of people I like would say. that the young uh, uh, Luke Richie. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, like young Richie. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, all all of them actually, but all of know. them are good. But yeah, that he's but, like he really yeah. like I he really embodies what he becomes as an older yeah. person. I feel like right, like you can really. It put makes them, sense that he's sad at yes. that time, like you know, at exactly. later in life, you know, because because yeah. he can't. You know, he can't keep it up, like, because everything is just falling apart. Everything is falling apart around him, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. They're just, like, so, like you know, they're, like, they're the band and they broke up. You and know? he has a friend who's, like, sort of just using him to be in the family with yeah. Eli Cash, which is another person I can go on about yeah. for another hour. But anyway, my last thoughts on Royal Tenenbaums, it's a fucking five-star movie. <laughs> it's one yeah. of Wes Anderson's best, even yeah. though he's got fucking heavy hitters all all day. Yeah, we need to make one of those tier things for his movies. We you know should. where it says like yeah, what's, yeah. What's like the, the top it's like one? the A and B, right? Yeah, like, but there's a top one where it's like you know, oh yeah, it's, I forget yeah. what the a, the top like it's like a T. Or we something. gotta search it. Yeah. We gotta just search the name. yeah. We're we're men of a certain age. Yeah. Some of those memes are gone past us. <laughs> yeah, but we'll look it up. No, you're right because I feel like this is obviously this is up there. Yeah, this is literally like number one with Rushmore, where the where you're just like, his aesthetic is there, mm-hmm. but the story is what's stronger. Because yeah. again, Life Aquatic, we'll get to it eventually, but you know, it's got the aesthetic, but the story's not exactly as strong as something like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'll give this. I'm. This is getting five Richies. This is getting five needles in the haze. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like five suicide attempts. Just kidding, people. Don't hurt yourselves ever. Especially not to an Elliot Smith song. It's too yeah. ironic. It's too on the nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I he, uh, obviously Elliot Wes, wouldn't appreciate it. <laughs> obviously, what did what was he did did he he hadn't um, taken his life? Not yet. Not, not exactly. So Wes Anderson didn't know. Yeah. But it's pretty crazy. It's too on the nose, Wes. Yeah. But uh, but yeah yeah. But so, you could tell if you listen to his music. Of course, you know, of course. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why he yeah. probably put it in that particular yeah. scene. But. If you haven't seen the Royal Tenenbaums, you're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. Um, get on it, please. Uh, seriously, like one of the best films. And go see Asteroid City, uh, probably in theaters when this Coming is out. Soon, so, right? Yeah, it's it like should pretty be out like soon. yeah. yeah should know. be like uh, when, when we're recording this should be a couple of weeks, but when it comes out it should be like around the same time. You know what I mean? Who knows? Probably. Yeah. Mondo, yeah. last thoughts on the Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. So you said you'd be Richie. I'll be Eli Cash. <laughs> Because that's because this is one of uh, Owen Wilson's best performances. You're right. You know? You're right. Yeah. It's so fucking good. And I wish, you know, it's one of those things where I just want more of that character because he's just so like all over the place. He's like chaotic. He's like, 
He's, you know, he has like some of the funniest lines, kind of. He's like, I wish you would have done this for me when we were younger. He's like, you didn't have a drug problem then. He's like, yeah, but I would have really liked it. Like, I would have really, it would have really meant a lot to me. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, like, that's. And just the way he's dressed in yes. it. Like, oh, man. he's embodying this, like, Cormac McCarthy character. Or, like, you know, this, like, rock star Cormac McCarthy guy. Yeah, it's you know, also writer, just, you know? and then even when he's, like, when he's just, when, when he's younger, and we're all telling him, like, what are you doing? Why are we wearing pajamas? They're like cowboy pajamas. Yeah. And so he's, just, he's still wearing that, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we that, talked it's about like it. still, still like, yes. you know, it's, it makes still, sense like, with the character. Co- yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's just cowboys and Indians. He's not just wearing thing. that to, like, because it looks cool. Even though it does look cool. Yeah. It's like, there's a reason. Yeah. I just want to emphasize and that for everyone like, listening. Uh, and what if General Custer didn't die at Little Bighorn? <laughs> you know, that's like a kid scenario, like. Where you like where you found out about this guy and you want like you're playing like cowboys and Indians like yeah mm-hmm. and you're like no I'm like I'm not gonna die at Little Bighorn or some shit like that yeah but yeah he has like all the best lines and a lot of the best lines and just like his style in this film you know like how you're saying you like Richie's I like you like Cash's how he's dressed up all the time you know? yeah yeah but two bros <laughs> yeah. two brothers in real life <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, what, what's the rating? On uh, it? damn! Like for a long time, this was like my favorite Wes Anderson film. But now it's a uh, Bottle Rocket. If you've ever listened to this podcast, I don't know. I think I mention it all the time. But uh, damn, yeah, I would have to give it a five out of five too. Honestly, yeah, of course. it's like uh, yeah. God, so we do zero. This to is five, God tier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wes Anderson. You know? It is. So there's no denying it. It's all there. It's all there for you all. Yeah. Even if you've never seen a Wes Anderson film, <clears throat> get on it. Yeah. Stop acting this I'm way. I'm sure you've seen it. And we've gone on way too long. So we're going to go uh, get our dog too snagged on something. Get ready. All right, all you dog lovers out there. We're talking about my pick now. We were talking about the Criterion film earlier. But now we're talking about Dog Tooth. That's right. We're talking about 2009. Directed by Yorgos Lantimos. And uh, what is this film about, you're wondering? Well, you know, it's not about a dog. It's not about a tooth. It's about... The cat is the most... Okay, so this is the tagline from Letterboxd. The cat is the most feared animal there is. <laughs> yeah, this, um, this is an anti-cat film. It, it sort of is. Uh, three teenagers are confined to an isolated country estate that, w- that could very well be on another planet. The trio spend their days listening to endless homemade tapes that teach them a whole new vocabulary. Any word that comes from beyond their family abode is instantly assigned a new meaning. Hence, the sea refers to a large armchair, and zombies are little yellow flowers. Having invented a brother whom they claim to have ostracized for his disobedience, the uber-controlling parents terrorize their offspring into submission. Oh. Man, these, uh, these, two, uh, these two synopses just haven't been... Yeah, they haven't been really. really yeah, they're just sort of explaining too much, but nothing. Yeah, it's going on. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> you know going I mean? on way too long. Yeah, so. But I, I mean, for this film, I kind of under. Uh, I'm, it's kind of like hard to explain, sort of. It it is, but it, it's also like you know I don't because think there's want... no like, just like you know how uh oh, the lobster and like all his movies, there's this thing that things aren't always explained. They're just kind of out. They're just. They are how they are, especially right. in Killing of a Sacred Deer. Yeah. There's, they, like, they, there's you, like this supernatural kind of element to it, but it's never explained or kind of. Right. There are and rules they, that you don't yeah. understand. Yeah. That you don't like. You just no kind of have to like you. either yeah. take them or leave them or you yeah. buy into it or you. Uh, yeah. Take or leave them. You know. Right. <laughs> you either buy it or you don't. Yeah. So who's in this? Uh, Christos 
Stereo Glow. Cristo Stereo is the father. Michelle. That Valle. actually sounded like you knew what you were saying right there. I think I might have said it. It just it right. rolled off the tongue pretty easily. <laughs> Michelle Valle is the mother. Uh, Christos Pasales is the son. Angeliki Papolia is the older daughter. Mary Tassani, Tassani is the younger daughter. Anna Calacazzozio is Christina. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know. And obviously, again, it was directed by Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, also written by him, and his writing partner, Ephthemus Philippio, something like that, I think. Again, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but... And his cinematographer is Theomios Bacatius, who did all his films, who did uh, Killing the Sacred Deer, Lobster, all that stuff. So, dog tooth, Mondo. Yeah, hell yeah. Your first time seeing it. Yes, but not my first foray into Yorgos Lanthimos. No, so okay. like uh, Which I kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of glad, I guess. You're kind of glad what? That this wasn't the first film I saw of his. You think so? Why? Yeah. Because, uh, well, yeah, obviously just like watching it, I was, like I was like kind of uh, mentioning earlier, is it doesn't explain things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the things are just the way they are. Like the dad is just controlling his family and keeping like them isolated to their home. You know, you don't like, I mean, you can make up a reason or that kind of is a reason. Like it's just like, you know, to have control, have power. It's just like to show like a certain dynamic. But, but why, you know, why? Like, I, I guess other than just power, but, you know, like, and, and a lot of things, and in Lobster and Killing a Sacred Deer, you see that, well, that, that, like I said, they don't explain everything. It's just kind of, it is what it is. Like, like, it doesn't go like too much into detail, which I, which is actually a good thing. You know, like I, I like, cause then it's just kind of like, eh, it might be, it might sound too dumb or it might, you might not buy into it as much as you would for just taking it as it is. Or how it's laid out. Yeah. And, like getting you know, sometimes over explaining stuff gets a little too like yeah. It gets a little too marvel y yeah, into like, like DC. It's yeah, it's you hokey. Just, yeah, it's you like, just have someone explaining the whole movie to you yeah. because you don't know why this happened. It gets goofy, yeah. it gets like it can get like right. yeah, it just it gets too uh uh black Adam rocky. Yeah. Where but, literally you're just like, Why did this show up? And then he's just like, Oh, let me explain this whole thing to you. Where yeah. like, yeah, here it's more it's mostly just kind of hoping you kind of pick up on the cues of like what yeah like but yeah like, and then just talking about that right now is like saying oh yeah just the dad wants power but that's always kind of a theme in yorgos lanthimos uh films yes you know the favorite the well, queen it's, it's you know, also it's like it's also about like a like a authority right like yeah. in the lobster it's about this authority that says you need to find a, a, a partner mate, yeah or else we're going to turn into an animal <clears throat> and then uh, killing of a sacred deer it's about this authority being like you need to choose yeah. something for your sins yeah. like you need to choose someone to die for what you've done yeah. it's like this thing where you just have and to like the favorite I mean it's like plain and simple right yes, there it's yeah, like yeah. totally like it's yeah. like that dynamic of like kind of keeping obviously there's someone higher than them right. but the two beneath them are like you know there's like a, a yeah sh- but right uh, like you know like a discourse between them you know i feel like the favorite is kind of 
closer to Dogtooth than yeah. the other ones. Because yeah. it's like about like in a sort of way this family mm-hmm. that's just all fucked up and like and they're, they're, they're and, treating each other in these weird ways just to kind of get like control. And then that aspect of them just staying on the compound. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. is not weird. You know. No. Because yeah. there's nowhere to go anyway. Exactly. You know? like, yes. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So. I mean, I guess that's interesting that you say that because I, honestly, I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the same way, I guess. But Dogtooth was the first thing that I saw from him. Yeah. So that made me be like, oh, the lobster's coming out. I got to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, but but I but I can sort of see that how like the lobster and those things kind of get you a little bit more prepared for this one just being literally like not telling you shit. Like yeah. it doesn't give you anything. Like you just yeah. start off and you're just like you you sort of have to kind of like figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like I like yeah that too. Like it's kind of just like, you know, like I was like waiting for something to kind of happen and mm-hmm. nothing really does. Like you know, like and that's you know well, and that's, he, sma- and, he smacks a few people with the VHS <laughs> yeah, tape. That's, so that that's happens. insane. I think that's you know? like the loudest <laughs> it gets. But yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the them killing the cat. Oh yeah, yeah. When that's like well, that's but that, those are those yeah. things where like it just. You know, it's just it's it's just one of those things where like it's those tropes, those like you know those script beats where something big has to happen. You know, right? And that and obviously that's you know you have to kind of break away from that. You know, like uh, you know verse course verse course thing. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like I, I not think, every movie is gonna be like that or has to be like well, that. Right. And I mean, we've talked about this before in terms of like sometimes smaller moments. Yeah. Are kind of the bigger moments yeah right and you like, don't realize it at right. the moment because it you because you're expect you just like you know like you're just expecting yes. something huge like you're expecting a, stupid, a beat that's a like a car like, accident a, yes. a fucking a someone yelling or yes yeah. or <laughs> a vcr getting smacked <laughs> across your head or someone you know, just randomly eating someone out yeah. or something just you know yeah. something crazy but yeah and that that too it's just like one of those things where like I just feel like, you know, you're just so trained to those things, like to those tropes and like those beats and stuff like that. So like, so yeah, watching this one, it's, I was like, I was like expecting like something, you know, and then obviously how it ends, it kind of ends ambiguous, which is kind of his thing, thing too. Yeah. It's like all, he always yeah, yeah. kind of Everything is like that. sort of just like, you're just kind of like, wait, yeah. what? Like mm. you kind of have to like figure it out for yourself yeah. and sort of like, where, where is this going to go? Yeah. Like, it just sort of showing you like the little, I guess you know, in this, in a sense, the slice of life, yeah, a little part of it, and mm-hmm. then you kind of have to like base what the ending is based off what you saw, yeah, right, like you know well, what I mean? I mean, you know, it's like exactly, it's like the imagine your imagination can write a better ending for you, exactly, than yeah, you know, kind of he can to make you think what, because you know, again, like how should Dogtooth end, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I really don't know how I would end something like yeah, that. Yeah, she breaks out and she, you know, calls. I don't, you know, it's just yeah. like it, it would she like, like gets a explaining life. like knows? explaining the dad's reasoning is the same thing as like how like yeah, well, how should it? How should Dogtooth end? You know, right? It would and, just get and, too hokey, too like and again, run of the mill, like you know, yeah, generic. I, like I'm glad they don't explain the dad's reasoning, but I'm sure there is like something like that. Obviously, it's like about like power and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But there's, you know, it's like. It's just like this idea, and it's like the same thing with like you know Royal Tenenbaums. It's like how you approach something, yeah. like how you nurture something. You know what I mean? Like it, it is like overprotecting them gonna help that? Yeah. Is like just like 
yeah, do whatever you want gonna like help them mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's like it, it it really is like the two extremes yeah where like royal tenenbaum just didn't give a shit and like in dogtooth he gives way too much of a shit that he's yeah. just like yeah he's psychotic yeah i gotta keep you guys yeah. from knowing anything mm-hmm. if you leave you're gonna end up like your fake brother on the other side of this wall who's like you know who got killed who gets killed by a cat you know what i mean like yeah it's just like these weird like things where it's just like that's not you're you like the, the mental health of these kids is like there's nowhere for them to go but like like crazy right yeah. like they're just gonna start like sexually exploring each other and like doing weird incest stuff which is you know sort of what happens in royal tenenbaums i mean it's not exactly incest because she's adopted but because they're so stilted and like such you know what i mean like but it, like at a they yeah, just become, at a certain point it's kind of like it's it's a very fine line yeah exactly but in dogtooth it's just no it's it there is no there line. is no line yeah, yeah they've just, just and because it, because they don't know any better and yeah they don't, it's like yeah yeah because what they're taught you know it's not they're taught like you know, the dad is letting them do or pushing them to do this you yes know? Like, exactly he literally really makes weird. them do it yeah. yeah yeah which is really crazy and weird it does like why I don't even know why they make why he find like gets a suitor for the for the son well see just to, and, and see the first time that I saw it I was like oh, okay like he's doing that so that he doesn't like try to sexually like act out against the sisters right uh-huh. like he's a he's a male and he knows that he's gonna like yeah. have those knees he's got a nut <laughs> Why, you know i mean we all know that males are just horrible yeah and if yes. you know they don't they they're not able to get their needs done they'll do horrible things you know what i'm yeah, saying they'll do anything and there. so i feel like because he knows that they're all confined there mm-hmm. and that's what i thought the first time i saw it, but then when he's just like oh we, we can't have any outsiders any, anymore yeah and he smashes fucking, a, a fucking yeah. a vh a, v, a, a vcr, VCR. <laughs> yeah a vcr on top of that like yeah. security guard's head Mm-hmm. who was having sex with his son yeah. like and then he just like so i'm just gonna let him pick one of the daughters so i that's when i was just like oh like it's not even about that he's protecting yeah, just, them he's just like well i just need to give this fool like he's keeping the bloodline pure <laughs> yeah like or he's also just sort of being like well i know my son's a gotta, i know my son's gotta get off so oh. don't matter how yeah. which is like you know what i mean like that's yeah that's crazy that's insane yeah. It's and then not, he wants another son, you know, like or kind of like when they're talking about like oh that the the mom is pregnant. Well, they're making that up. Yeah, I know, but he's saying that you know, like he wants he wants that. another yeah, son, you yeah. know, yeah. like he wants like you know, and you know where his head's at. Well, his head's at that. That's like what that's gonna sound more dominant to that. Yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. For having a, another, would saying having another daughter would be, yes, weak. Yeah, right. It's so like it's just so weird that it, he has that dynamic. And again, I don't know what was going on, you know, in Greece at the time uh, when <laughs> yeah. he wrote this. But, you know, it, this sort of feels very much like a metaphor for that, right? Like an atoll, uh, uh, like a, a government that's just like, it's telling you what to do. It's telling you how to yeah. do things, how to live. And it's only repressing you. Yeah. It's been like, this is how what you're supposed to do. Don't go outside of this place. Just eat this type of thing. Call these things this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there must have been some sort of feeling that he had, I admit, whether it's at home or in his country, that he had to, like, that he wrote this because of that, right? Yeah. Because, again, this can also just come off as, like, a quirky kind of story if if, you, if you're if you not really writing it about something. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, imagine if a dad was just, like, smashing VHS tapes on their yeah. daughter's head. And, like, they're just all weird and, like, you know? 
It's all like, like it's also kind of reminiscent of uh, the village, sort of. You know, like yeah, where, uh-huh. yeah. Like, you know, like something them... tragic happens to that dad, right? And so he like you know pretty much makes a commune, but he makes them and and like see, you know and... he takes away technology, everything. Which I mean. And... The dad kind of does too. Like he only allows certain things. Obviously, they don't know what a phone is. It's like a salt shaker to that to right, the kids. Right, right, right. And like he'll show only show him like home videos. That's why he's like that. That too. Like I was like, oh, why, why is he filming this? He's like, oh, because that's like their only entertainment. And it's yes, like that. Like fucking, that's gonna be that their... documentary, The Wolf Pack. Yes, where yeah, they yeah. could only exactly. You know, like they yeah. make their own home movies to entertain them, their fucking selves. You know? Yes, because there's else... like because because if they see everything else like the outside world, that's going to influence them. Yeah. But if they just see themselves over and over again, they just stay that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but because I was going to ask you, because so I I mean I assume that like the brother that they say that went over the wall mm-hmm. and like got killed by the the cat is fake, but. That now that you're like saying that, it might be the case that like maybe like that's what happened, right? They had a kid, mm-hmm. it went off and did something like Yeah, they it, necessarily didn't know him. Yes. You know. And and it died. And like the but, parents were yeah. just like, fuck, like we I can't you know what I mean? Like we can't let that happen yeah. to our kids. Like we yeah. need to like keep you know what I mean? Like whatever however yeah, Whatever, there's something, you know. Yeah. And you can make up that story too. But also in the village too, they like have like a monster that like keeps them like mm-hmm. So, like you know keeps the the perimeter secure kind of like don't go past this you yes know? and here and they keep them in yeah. fear and, and that's exactly what the dad is <laughs> like there's yeah, that, yeah that wild mangy <laughs> cat <laughs> yeah he's like you it's know? the most feared like it's yeah. literally the worst animal the worst yeah. beast you could ever come across <laughs> you ever face <laughs> <laughs> which is again like because he that should have made i feel like you know the the son killing the cat should have made the son like question things more but he's just kind of dumb and just kind of goes along with Well, see, it. that's the thing is that, well, that's why he tore himself up and put the blood all over him and said the cat killed the other, you know, because yeah. he was just, just to show oh, yeah, him, to like, scare, yeah, the dad yes, to be like, okay, yeah. maybe you did kill one. Yeah. But oh, yeah. these things will, forgot, like, yeah. these things will, like, fuck you up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. these things will, like, they, they, they killed somebody. Yeah. That's why he's, like, on the phone, be like, all right, like, I'll tell him that, like, you know, yeah. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah, he does like yeah. instill that fear in him. Yes, like, like to just be like, look, I yeah. yeah, you killed that one, but they're there's they're they're yeah. gonna mess there's you bigger. up. They'll, they'll should, yeah, yeah, something you know. <laughs> yeah, they're just like fierce. Like they're yeah. the worst things ever. Like don't get a big head. Don't think that <laughs> yeah. you can just kill these things. Yeah, okay. which yeah, which, that makes total sense. Yeah, like and again, it's just it's literally just the you know it's him just being like I don't know it's just. It's just a bunch of kids in in costumes. <laughs> it's sort of like the same thing, but like on the yeah, other totally extreme. extremes. Yeah, yeah. total like yeah. what it could go this just, way or it could just, go that way. Yeah, just literally not giving a shit about your kids' mental health or what they're gonna like take from what you're saying yeah. to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like just not giving a shit. Just being like, oh, I'm I'm doing like yeah. I'm just gonna. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so yeah. that so I I think Do- so. Dogtooth has a, a Kino Lorber release. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a really good release. They, um, you know, they have like a commentary for some of the actors. Yeah. They have like some behind the scenes stuff. But I, you know, again, we're we're not here to like put those things down. We love Kino Lober. We love you yeah. know the Shout Factories, all those other boutique kind of like Blu-ray vinegar stuff. Syndrome. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, all that stuff. Our, our thing is just to kind of talk about 
movies. Just you know, Criterion Collection is the most popular one, and and how beautiful would that be to see a dog tooth yes. Criterion release? We're creating, we're curating our own closet. Exactly, and and, and this. Know, Yorgos, Yorgos Lantimos, he's, he's sort of becoming, again, he is literally one of my favorite directors right now, like, alive. Like, mm-hmm. I, everything he's done, I love. Like, I, I love everything. I'm waiting for his new film, Poor Things. Again, you know, we got Wes Anderson with Asteroid City. We got Yorgos Lantimos with Poor Things. We're really up to date. We're we really... are. We got our fingers on the pulse. <laughs> we know what's going on out there. Yeah. But, but no, but... Dogtooth belongs there because it literally is also not only does it like introduce him as like a new voice, but it also is part of like a Greece, like a Greek. I keep saying Greece, like the movie Greece with John Travolta, uh-huh. but Greek <laughs> new wave. So, you know, for a long time, there hasn't been a spotlight on Greek cinema because it hasn't really been anything that's like kind of interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's sort of, you know, yeah, it's, they it's said there. this is. When this was entered into Cannes, this is like the first film in 10 years that Greece had entered exactly. into the film festival. Exactly. And then so when this kind of came up, there was a bunch of other like filmmakers around, you know, that he like produces with, writes with, like that mm-hmm. are sort of in his okay. circle. Yeah. They kind of came up as well that were doing like kind of crazy, like interesting things like this where mm-hmm. it's like this style that's like, you know, it's not... It's not just uh, a movie about like a, a historical event or some serious drama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck those historical. But events. but you know what I mean? Like when you when sometimes you know it's like oh we got this movie from Argentina that's so good and it's like oh well, it's about like a, one of the Argentinian presidents or something. Yeah, some it's, shit. Yeah. It's, it's and again saying. nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. But I'm saying some like old these stuffy document. Like, yes, uh, but these and but these like yeah. have a little more bite to it. They're yeah. a little interesting. They're like weird stories. They're weird. Something you can sink your teeth into. Exactly. Exactly, something you can have fun with. Yeah, and so like the you know the new wave, the Greece new wave, the Greek new wave, <laughs> not Greece, not John Travolta, the Greek new wave. Like this is part of it. He's like literally kind of. I mean, he didn't start it, but he's like you know he's a big prominent member of it. He's sort of like a John Luc Godard in it, and like the mm-hmm. French new wave. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. There's also going to be the France Francis Truffauts that are a part of it, but I feel like he broke through through the mainstream i mean he's been nominated for an oscar for the favorite you know what i'm saying oh yeah i forgot how big that was like, yeah exactly yeah. so like i feel like Dogtooth is really important because not only does it introduce him as a filmmaker and his voice but it also it literally is just like again like we talked about with like rushmore and world ten of bombs even bottle rocket where it's like that idea of like you see like a voice kind of like creating its own world and he and he created yeah, his you can see the little like you know the, yeah the seeds of it yeah, the seeds. Like, yeah, of, the, of a world the, that's going to be the like potential. Built up. Yes, you know? and it's like if he had again, if if Yorgos Lanthimos had a better, if he had a set to build, that backyard would be totally different. Oh, that yeah, pool yeah. would be different. The rooms would be different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but he, you know, he did what he had to do, and and, and he used his mm-hmm. the aesthetic, which overpowered the kind of the set design, mm-hmm. right? And so now. That that's a combination of everything with the lobster, with the killing of a sacred deer. There's a set design. There's all that, but it also is the style and substance that he has with it that also elevates it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and also like it's just like his story elements that really his story. Yeah, you know, exactly. like what he like you know what he keeps doing, which is you know good. I like I like you know when I saw the lobster, the killing, all those movies. Like, yeah, it 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 had all those elements that I like of like you know even almost like horror or like twilight zoney kind of things going on where it's like you know really putting the magnifying glass on on us 
and like you know yeah. put it to, mm-hmm. doing it to like a, a weird extreme yeah it's like, like got like a satire kind of yeah. like you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's, it's yeah where it's really showing us like in where things you know probably are going <laughs> you know and that that's what i really like about uh uh you know uh your yogurt your ghost your yogurt yogurt lanthimos yogurt that's like some like simpsons like yeah. schedule just like saying like yogurt lanthimos <laughs> you uh, know like where and then it like because but because it, it took me a minute to like realize oh yeah he does all this stuff you know i was like ready to be like eh, it's, i don't know nothing's going on like i get it but it's really you know like there's no gas on the pedal in this kind of in this film, you know, but there is, you know, you just got to sit back and relax. And like I yeah. said earlier, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like we're so used to like these things happening that we were expecting them. And and you shouldn't expect that because you should just go like with really no expectations, you know, maybe some, but not like these things where where that's ruining your you know viewing experience of the film. Right, you know, exactly. like you should just take it in, and yeah. then you know, because I feel like this film you need to watch a few times actually to really get That's true for yeah. it really to soak in, and you know, I just needed to fester on it a little, like after watching it, to realize, oh yeah, he's doing all these things that he does, like you know, and he's obviously like perfected a little more in in, in like the lobster and killing and killing of a sacred deer and the favorites and. And, you know, you, you see the rumblings, you see the, you know, the the seeds that he has, you know, as a filmmaker. And he's, obviously he's just starting with Dogtooth. And but, yeah, I just I, I I I did like this film after all. And I was kind of like unsure how I felt about it after like it being done. And like I said, like he always kind of leaves those like um, those ambiguous endings, you know, for you to kind of like you know ponder you know and really think about <laughs> right which i which again i think is sort of like uh something that you know like a criterion looks for right like yeah. that's like what foreign films yeah. kind of like do best is that like yeah they don't really yeah. they don't really give you the the answers mm-hmm. they're mostly like asking and questions. also his style is really I was, like i guess yes. i was trying to say his style is there, oh yeah you yeah know? yeah mm-hmm. just like wes anderson with ball rock you see that you know yes like, exactly and again they're both just have like their own like you know the way that like someone speaks in a Wes Anderson movie, like there's a way that someone speaks. Yeah, there's in your... a definite, there's a definitive tone. Yes, and... like the way that they just like like this is this yeah. and this is that. Yeah, like will you lick me for this? Like <laughs> okay, I'll give you a present if you lick me. Yeah. Like it's just a very straight up exchange. Like mm-hmm. that's the way the lobster is. Like everyone's yeah. just very much just like hey, I want you to do this. Yeah, they're like, okay, they're I'll... bartering. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's never any kind of like. You know, in in the West yeah, Anderson film, yeah, does do film. that in the Lobster because they're like, oh, we should be together because of this. Yes, you know, like, yeah. There's yeah. this really definitive, yes. like, That's really like, kind of like cold, like you know. It's like your deal. nose, your nose bleeds, and so does mine. Yeah. We should be together. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Or your nose bleeds, and I have tissue. You know, yeah. like something like can. And but in like Wes Anderson's film, they're not. They don't like talk to each other like definite like that. But they yeah. do in a way that's like they're like hiding what they're trying to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll say these certain phrases and things, but it's like mm-hmm. because they don't want to say what they really want to yeah. say. And they're humorous. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's just and again, but they have a certain way that they're saying it. So is uh, are we letting Dogtooth in, Mondo? Yeah, hell yeah. I was okay, like on the perfect, fence about it. Perfect. Like I said, you know, uh, it was just like 
I don't know. I was like, I, cause I can kind of complete, like I haven't seen, uh, I haven't really rewatched, uh, his films recently, you know, like, but I should obviously, but, uh, yeah. Cause I kind of forgot. I was like, Oh yeah, of course he does. He always does that ambiguous kind of ending thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and yeah. And like, yeah, like I said, I was expecting something like really huge to happen, but you know, it's just, it's a character piece. It's like, it's, you know, it doesn't like these big things don't have to happen. And I shouldn't be expecting that. But yeah, you see Yorgos's style and him as like, you know, a new voice in film and bringing something different to the table, which, you know, like I like, you know, like when I saw Lobster and Killing a Sacred Deer, I was like, dude, this guy's like, I love the way he's telling. I mean, it's also just filming a story like, yeah, it just like brings back to me like the aesthetic of like, you know, I I hate to be that guy who's like, oh, the, the 70s, but like. You know, it reminds me of a film that you would have seen in the seventies, right? Dogtooth. Yeah, like, a lot you know of those mean? shots. Something you would have like run across. Some of those grainy you know shots that they have, like, yeah. remind me of Cassavetes almost. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah. that real, like, yeah, if, like exactly. It felt like that seventies kind of like, you know, that cinema, that real kind of gritty thing that was going on. At yeah, that where time. like Cassavetes is just like I'm gonna like yeah. put like I'm gonna put like I'm gonna lease my, like or like I'm gonna like uh, what is it, how do you, what do you do when you put your house up for a lien I I'm gonna know. put a lien on my house yeah. like just to get money so I can mm. film in my house yeah. like that's what this feels like like yeah. you know what I mean I'm just gonna get a camera and I'm gonna go and yeah. I'm gonna tell like a human story and not worry about some like bullshit yeah. you know what I mean like like you said like big action moments or whatever mm. so that's why I love this film mm. it feels very much just of like something that comes from the nitty gritty yeah you know what i mean like it's film baby it's cinema so dog tooth greek cinema you're in yeah my dog tooth is about to pop out <laughs> i can finally go outside oh god put that thing away <laughs> down boy oh, 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 oh. hey hey not that dog tooth i'm talking about the one in my mouth oh that sounds even oh, worse god, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway guys thank you guys for listening uh royal tenenbaum's dog tooth Sound maybe sounds like it's not like a good pairing, but honestly, I, I really feel like it is. It was yeah, it's like like we said, it was like is two extremes of right. of a spectrum, you know. Yes, it's um, like watching the like two fathers, but like also like like siblings, three yeah. siblings interact like, with one another. Yes, and like, and like in the in, in like ways that they the reason that they interact with each other the way they do is because of their parents mm-hmm. and because of what they've yeah. gone through. Like you know, and, and they're literally the all big stuck. set pieces of house. Yeah, and they're literally all stuck in a house. Yeah. Like literally just. Yeah like dealing with like those memories of being mm-hmm. stuck in a house yeah. like what they think you know what i mean like yeah. so i don't know guys check it out yeah. check it out check out dogtooth check out the royal ten of bombs follow the criterion cult at criterion cult pod we're on twitter we're on instagram you can follow at young jane fonda that's me jordan garcia <laughs> mondo where can we find you oh still jordan garcia on letterbox mondo where can we find you yeah uh, at save underscore mondo on all those things including letterboxd yeah make sure you guys follow join the cult have you guys been agreeing with us have you guys been disagreeing with us we want to hear from you we're not we haven't been hearing from the cult enough you guys are quiet i know we gave you guys kool-aid and put you under a blanket but we need to hear something (laughs) speak up all right join the cult see you guys next time